News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, and listen, if you're wondering, uh, like, what happens if I'm driving along, I'm in the middle of a segment, and I want to hear what's going on on Right Side, but I'm leaving, I'm, I'm driving out of the, the listening area on AM or FM, well, we can fix that for you. Just go to rightsideradio.org. That's our website, rightsideradio.org. Just click on Listen Live, and you will stream it wherever you is. I'm talking, we've got people in other states and, and down in South Alabama, and I've got, you know, I've got folks up in Virginia and Indiana and Mississippi and Mobile, Alabama, and over in Georgia that are listening to Right Side Radio because it's too easy, man. Just stream it online, rightsideradio.org. You can read about the, the, the personalities you hear on here, myself and Copper. You can see pictures. We've got a, a suggested reading list. Anything that we've done on the show is posted on there as a podcast. By the way, we've had over 1,500 downloads of our uh, segments of our show in, in podcast form. Uh, in this first month we've been on the air. So, yeah, good stuff there on rightsideradio.org. Check it out. Hey, listen, something you might want to know, man. I, I tell you what, it's, uh, I'm so glad to hear things like talking to our attorney general for the state of Alabama and, and glad we've got a conservative attorney general because he could just as easily choose to fight the same things he just talked about. I mean, he could just as easily choose to uh, fight for abortion as opposed to against abortion. He could just as easily choose to fight for gun control as opposed to Second Amendment. He could just as easily choose to ignore illegal immigration as opposed to weighing in on it. And, and, and so our attorney general is actually the chairman of the Republican Attorney General's Association of the United States, literally. And, um, and it is, is, is taking the fight to liberals beyond uh, our state's borders. But he also, by the way, though, is, uh, is doing a lot here in our own listening area. I mean, it's the Attorney General's office that recently um, uh, convicted uh, uh, Sheriff Mike Blakely from Limestone County, who I know it's going to go up on appeal, uh, but that was the Attorney General's office handling that case. They handle issues that are white-collar. They handle issues of corruption, public corruption. They handle issues of um, you know, uh, uh, mass uh, crime against the state of Alabama and its citizens. Um, and it's, it's, it's very cool when you stop and think about what an attorney general does. He is actually the general of a pretty large force of lawyers, and they do a lot of stuff for the state. you got to make sure you have a conservative in that office. That cannot change. Cannot change. Because if you do, you open yourself up to any number of amounts of mischief. Just look up in Minnesota right now at the activist, the liberal activist attorney general who is taking every step he can to ruin the lives of Minnesotans. And it's, it's pretty awful. But there's other people like that that are doing things right now. Now, I got some issues with our state legislature. Uh, I'm concerned about the lack of conservative policy. And we're going to be talking at the top of the next hour with Parker Snyder, who works at the um, Alabama Policy Institute, about some issues related to education and school choice, things that they've just chosen not to do a thing on. But other states are making huge strides. I mean, here we are. We're supposed to be like the most conservative state in the nation. Well, you know what? We're the reddest state in the nation does not mean we're the most conservative state in the nation. But then you've got people in Congress. All right, look at the polarization in Congress. I want to make you aware of something if you're not already. Congress has, I don't want to call them factions so much, they have what they call caucuses. And there are several. There's one called the Problem Solvers Caucus, and there's another one called the House Freedom Caucus. I want to make you aware of the House Freedom Caucus, if you're not already. All right? 
There are only two members of the seven members we have in our congressional delegation in, in the Alabama. There's, of course, we have the two senators. We have seven congressmen and, and women. But of those seven, only two are members of the House Freedom Caucus. The House Freedom Caucus is arguably the most conservative block of uh, congressmen and women up in D.C. right now. They literally um, describe themselves as the, an organization that is designed, or a, or a caucus designed, to give a voice to countless Americans who feel that Washington does not represent them. And their, and their, their actual mission statement reads that they support open, accountable, and limited government, the Constitution and the rule of law, and policies that promote liberty, safety, and prosperity to all Americans. I told you a story Friday about Mark Meadows, who used to be a member of the Freedom Caucus, with Jim Jordan, who was the original, uh, the original chairman of the Freedom Caucus when they formed in 2015. And, and, and that literally a memo that was drafted by Jim Jordan and Mark Meadows became the Trump tax cuts. So when you're experiencing these tax cuts right now, when your business is doing better because you're not having to pay through the nose as much on taxes, recognize that it was these guys in a little group of folks up in Congress who band together and call themselves the Freedom Caucus. How cool is that? Well, right now, there's a major, major spending, I mean, just a major spending push in D.C. It's part of Biden's agenda, and it's called the uh, it's, it's, it's called an infrastructure bill. Of course, the joke is right now, everything's infrastructure. You know, ham sandwich, that's infrastructure. Well, I need some new dental work. Well, that's infrastructure. What, what, what do I do? My TV won't work. Remote control, that's infrastructure. Whatever. Anyway, it's a $5 trillion plan. I know you heard me right. I did say it. I sense the gasps from the right side ruffians in the audience when I said it. Five trillion, all right, with a T. Five trillion dollar Biden spending agenda, which starts with a thing called the Invest in America Act. It's uh, House Resolution 3684. H.R. 3684, the Invest in America Act, is a $1.2 trillion down payment. Are you hearing me when I'm talking? It's a $1.2 trillion down payment on Biden's overall $5 trillion plan. Dang. And your House Freedom Caucus, those of you that are conservatives and, and want limited government and want reasonable spending, the House Freedom Caucus came out with an official position opposing it just in the last few days. That's what I'm talking about. Now, listen, this is a, this is a block vote, all right? So what happens is when you get these block votes, there's times, and right now there's, they, don't, they don't publish their list per se, but the Freedom Caucus is believed to be a voting block of around three dozen Republican members of the House of Representatives who are all ideologically aligned, and they're all members of the Freedom Caucus. And, and, and granted, there's going to be times when the Freedom Caucus takes a general position, but one or two members may say, listen, my constituents really need this. I can't, I can't, I can't be aligned. But for the most part, they tend to stay together. And, and when you've got three dozen Republican members of the House, now that's not enough to swing everything. But if you've got a thin margin, and right now Nancy Pelosi, all she's got is a thin, thin margin, all right? One of the thinnest, I think she has the thinnest margin of majority uh, of any Congress in decades. And it's going to get a whole lot thinner. It's going to flip, I believe, in 2022. But all said and done, if you have a thin margin on an important piece of legislation and the Freedom Caucus is banded together, three dozen of them together can make a difference, truly make a difference.
can't get around them, have to deal with them. Got a got a. I mean, if they kill the filibuster bill, that's that's a whole new story. But right now, the filibuster allows the opportunity for groups like the Freedom Caucus to have a voice, and and so right now they've chosen to make their voice known. They will not support the Schumer Biden McConnell infrastructure bill. That's what it is, by the way. It's a Schumer Biden McConnell infrastructure bill. So true story. True story. McConnell does not like the Freedom Caucus. So if, if, if McConnell begins to endorse somebody in our U.S. Senate race, uh, you're going to have to question uh, whether or not that's what you need. All right? So true story here. Uh, I think I've told this story once before. But back when Governor Bentley was the, uh, the governor in charge and we had a, an opening because uh, uh, Jeff Sessions uh, left his seat to go be the Attorney General for President Trump for a period of time, uh, there was an opening. And when there's an opening in a U.S. Senate seat, it is the governor's obligation to appoint someone to fill the seat until the next election. So I wound up being on the short list to be interviewed by Governor Bentley. I think he interviewed six, eight people, and I was one of them. And I'll never forget in our interview process, I'm sitting uh, with the governor at his conference table in the governor's office down in Montgomery. And he had a notebook he was taking notes on. He had my bio, and he was sitting there talking. And, and, and then he looked over, and he had a sticky note sitting next to um, uh, his notebook. And he, he picked it up. He goes, look at that. He said, I got to call McConnell back for the second time. And he said, you know what he said to me the other day? He said, whatever you do, don't send me one of those Freedom Caucus types. True story. I kid you not. And here we are. The House Freedom Caucus is now having to oppose the Schumer-Biden-McConnell infrastructure bill, a $1.2 trillion payment on Biden's overall $5 trillion spending frenzy on infrastructure, which is everything. It's, we need more toothpaste. Infrastructure? All right. Roller skates are, are, are necessary to get around. Infrastructure? Um, so, folks, listen, all I'm saying is this. Uh, McConnell uh, has moments when he has done some, some positive things, I'll give him props for the fact that he helped shepherd through uh, any number of federal court appointments for President Trump, which have changed the tone of the court system far more conservative now than it would have been otherwise. But, but when it comes to spending and when it comes to picking establishment candidates, um, you will take note that McConnell just, uh, tends to lean in a direction that is not the more conservative uh, uh, position he could have taken. All right, listen, we're going to head into a break right now. Uh, we got plenty more to come. Top of the hour, I got uh, my friend Parker Snyder calling in from the Alabama Policy Institute. We're going to talk about education policy, talk about some things that you're going to wish were happening in your state, but they're not. And when we come back after this, I'll tell you about a couple of woke things happening. You're going to want to know there's some wokeness. If you hadn't watched the Olympics much, I'll tell you about some more wokeness that will boggle your mind. Phil Williams, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back.
News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right. The kind of radio show where you got a bunch of audience members that want to call themselves Right Side Ruffians. That's right. We're going to have t-shirts made with that one pretty soon. Hey, listen, we've got, we got plenty of stuff out there to talk about, but i got to tell you this one. This one is, I mean, it just uh, cracks me up, but it's, it cracks me up in a bad sort of way, I guess. So um, if you saw the Olympics, in fact, from reading the news reports, it appears a lot of you didn't see the Olympics. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was probably, um, you know, sadly enough, uh, that, that, that grand event called the Olympic Games, uh, which, which as a kid I grew up just like, oh, it's the Olympics, we got to watch. Which event are we going to watch tonight? You know, it was always that thing where you, it's almost like, you know, that, that special to only once every four years, right? I mean, it's huge. And then you want to see your heroes and, and, and who's going to win the gymnastics meet, who's going to win the decathlon, and who's going to win whatever. It didn't have that feel this year. There was so much wokeness involved. Subway is facing a huge blowback right now. So Subway um, Sandwiches, if you're not familiar, made the uh, um, just <laughs> galling mistake of deciding that Megan Rapinoe, the purple-haired uh, activist, uh, liberal, kneel at the um, – national anthem head of the women's Olympic soccer team would make a great spokesperson for, for Subway sandwiches. What? Who decided that was a great idea? Maybe that goes over great for selling Subways in Portland, Oregon, but there's 22,000, what I understand, there's 22,000 Subway franchises, all of which are owned, by the way, not by Subway the corporation, but by Subway franchisees. So they're all privately owned. So they're like, like when you go to Subway here in, in, in the listening area, you're, you're buying something that technically is benefiting a local business. It's not like it's just um, Big Subway. It's, it's actually owned by a franchisee. Well, they got Megan Rapinoe now, and she's, you know, she's a total activist, a, just a total lib, and she is literally like you know, kneeling down and, and, and getting most of the other team members to kneel down with her, although we did have one standout. Thank you. Um, but, um, but literally – uh, huge blowback to Subway Corporate recently as as a large band of the um, uh, franchise owners from more conservative states are saying that they are tired of having to apologize and find notes on their doors and to have people say we're not coming back because of that kind of representation. Who decided that was a great idea? Well, I guess when Nike decided that Colin Kaepernick was a great spokesperson for them, it just seemed to fit in. But then what happened in the Olympics? Uh, did you know they canceled an entire event now based on gender equity? Y- had you heard this? See, it's one of those stories that's not getting much coverage. Why? Because it doesn't fit the typical narrative. Because surely there are not going to be things that we lose because of the, uh, the, the reaches for gender equity. By the way, keep in mind, equity, equality, two different things. Equity, equity is when you try to spread it all out. Make sure everybody gets the same thing. Equality is when you have the right opportunities for which anyone can participate. All right? Big difference. Equity is like redistribution of wealth. Equality is like saying no one can stop you from the American dream. Go and, go and live it yourself, and you, you, you may accumulate wealth that you would not have accumulated in other nations. All right, so race walking. You know that the one that kind of looks weird, you know, where they're kind of they're going, they're like going heel-toe, 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 and that little small steps. I hear it's actually one of the most grueling events. I had a um, 
uh, believe it or not, a gunshot wound that prevented me from doing the two-mile jog for our Army PT test for a period of time. And so I had to do, um, uh, I had to do the, the walk. They have a walk alternative. That was no fooling, y'all. I mean, <laughs> having to walk, what is it? I think of the Army PT test, it's a three-mile walk as opposed to a two-mile jog. I'm going from memory. But anyway, race walking is incredibly grueling. But the Olympic Committee decided this year that this sport, which was introduced in 1932, is making its final appearance this year after officials deemed the competition unfair because those same officials were not able to create a women's version of the same competition. So since it was uh, um, basically what they said was, quote, from the Olympic Committee was, the Olympic Committee has decided the race does not fit with its stated missions of gender equity. It is the only event on the Olympic program that has no approximate equivalent for women. And rather than add a women's race, they will just cancel it altogether. Huh? Okay. What do you think, Copper? Wait, this is this is a walking event? Well, it's speed walking. Speed I walking. Mean, yeah, you, you can look it up. It's, it's, I think they call it race walking, actually. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's freaky. You look at it, you go... Why is that an Olympic event? It just is, but it's also incredibly grueling, and they go for long periods of time. But Okay, so why can't they just add a women's event? I don't know. The number Copper, of times you, I've seen you, people power walking, like suburban moms power walking, obviously Olympic level is, we're talking about a different kind of <laughs> level here, but still it's not like... <laughs> I know. I, I Yes. And I'm, and I'm thinking, what the hey? I mean, so... Copper, if you and I could sit here and have this common sense conversation and both of us go, hmm, what's the solution? I know. Create a women's event. What the heck? Why would they not? I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. But they've done it. They've canceled an entire Olympic event in the name of gender equity. And that is where we are, ladies and gentlemen. I know. I hear copper. You're, you're just, you're just, just dying. Uh, so, so what is it like? We've been deprived of being able to power walk publicly. Yes. So now you, you have to be deprived of being of being able to power walk. Did you not know that all this time you've been deprived? I mean, haven't you felt the disparity? Haven't you felt the overwhelming burden of not having a race walk to to to, to hang posters on your wall about, or perhaps dream of participating in one day, Copper? Phil, you will never know what a burden on my soul it has been <laughs> that I couldn't dream about Olympic power walking. Come back to us, Copper. It'll be okay. They canceled the men's event. It's all going to be equal now. It's all good. That's a solution. Cut back as opposed to add on. So wait, I don't. I don't know. Uh, uh, by that reasoning, shouldn't they take the men's sport? the men's event away and add a women's event and then in 10 years when it's been only women's event then we can add the men's event back in i am by by their reasoning i, re I refuse to answer that question because it scares me <laughs> that's you just you just nailed it i just i don't like that copper I stop know. talking that way on right side radio i shouldn't give him any ideas no they just they just take it and ran with it. i can tell you right now hey that's a good idea let's bring back next year we'll do an all girls event i don't know i don't get it I mean, it's just, it's just, it just boggles the mind that there's, there's no place that you're allowed to have something that is either a men's or women's competition because, you know, and, and I guarantee you, Megan Rapinoe, that, that liberal um, uh, head of the women's soccer team, if they said, well, what we think we're going to have to do from now on is just let men and women compete together, I'm pretty sure she wouldn't be on the team very long. Um, go, go figure. 
Well, listen, folks, top of the hour, we've got a friend calling back in here in just a few minutes. We're going to wind up taking a break for the news, but i got a friend calling back in who's going to tell us about some things you're going to want to know about education policy in the United States and at the state of Alabama. And, uh, and listen, it's going to be great, and uh, we're going to try and make strides. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back.